0: Everybody. Welcome back to Okie Podcast. On today's episode, I have such an amazing guest. She is a comedian, and I have Jordan, stage name J.I. Yeah, yeah, we're clapping. we hey. clapping out here. Yeah. So, what's going on?
1: Not much. Russell just hanging out, you know, typical Saturday. Uh, Fine babysitters. Hey.
2: I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs>
1: no, uh, just typical Saturday hanging out um, not doing much, very excited about these different things happening opportunities, so I'm just going with the flow and very excited to just continue i I look at it as a hobby, like doing the stand up and it just turned into like a fast pace like people want to people want to hear me more, and you know it's really mm-hmm. fun. I'm glad that I'm glad I got friends. No. <laughs> I'm glad people really like me. <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, so That's not dope, much. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's getting yeah. fun.
0: Yeah, well, thanks for coming on. Thanks for making time, and mm-hmm. I really appreciate it, and just happy that, you know, I can get to know you more, and everybody else can, too, and um, for the listeners. So can you tell us, you know, um, where you're from, and did you grow up around here or move around a lot? and. Mm-hmm. What was growing up like, and then what kind of just led into wanting to be in comedy?
1: Okay. Uh, so, as I was thinking about it, because I'm pretty sure I'm going to do like more interviews like the more I get going, and I'm like, where am I from? I am, my earliest memories uh, is being at my grandparents' house and living with them in Cromwell, Oklahoma, Cromwell is between like outside of Okima area and between Seminole. So it's just like one strip road with just country, you know? And like my earliest memories is just like never having shoes on, that's for sure. Your country, you don't wear shoes, you just run around out there and yeah. and running with the cows, stepping on cow patties, wet or dry. Like it's just insane. It's yeah, like it's just like for real dirty res kids just (laughs) running around and then um i remember living out there for a majority of my childhood but then like when i started going into uh first grade i was actually sent to ufala boarding school so i started at ufala boarding school when i was in first grade and i was there um for like majority of my childhood and it was just really weird but like growing up with like a lot of different native kids like it just that's what I grew up into like just comforting and like we're not you know like it's funny it's not funny but like I can look at the funniness and different types of things and and I just remember being at the dorms and like a lot of other kids like myself were confused on like why why don't we have homes you know like why doesn't our parents like really want us to want us now. yeah <laughs> but uh that's why i was just like well like now that i'm older i'm like shit. it's it's a struggle like it really is like it, it's it's a struggle to try to main stable and like help these children grow like it costs it's expensive and like but i mean <clears throat> they just, they came back always. Nah, <laughs> the bus <laughs> made sure they had a address to drop us off at. They were like, no, nah, we can't keep it forever. But, um, yeah. So I was at the dorms and then, um, coming back in the summer times, uh, back to either Cromwell and then like, um, getting dropped off at Okima Cause I think my grandma, she decided to live from the country. They got there out there, the Creek Nation housing right there in Okima. Mm-hmm she lived there and so when we come back on the summer times like we would be out there um and like every other summer it'd be different we'd be either at the creek nation housing apartments or we'd be back in cromwell like those were the summers and um so then my freshman year uh from ufala i was just like i can't do this no more (laughs) i'm like finally i don't want to be like i like ufala dormitories but it was getting to where like I, I, it's just, I gotta make a move. Like, I don't, I don't know if I can. And like, I try to like, uh, I try to recruit all my friends. I'm like, let's go to Sequoia. Like I heard it's so much fun. Let's go to Sequoia. Mm -hmm. And like all my friends are like, yeah, let's go, let's go. And like, I remember like telling my mom, I'm like, I'm like, I need you to like get this application and fill this out. And because I don't want to be here. I don't want to graduate here. I'd rather just go to Sequoia, like um, play athletes and then like just I want to go to Sequoia and um I remember like she would never do it like she would say she would do it but she never would now if you ask my mom the same question she's like no I did it that same day I printed (laughs) off sent it off I'm like no you didn't (laughs) you liar (laughs) I had to keep up with it like I was like no like did you send it off did you send it off and she's always like I did but I'd find the packet sitting on the table I'm like you didn't even turn this in yet (laughs) like there's a deadline there's always a deadline I'm like I gotta get out of here so like i remember finally she turned everything in and um i finally got in like my sophomore year so i started at sequoia my sophomore year and met a lot of more natives like just grew up with natives literally and then like and also like you follow dormitories like there's the dormitory the natives that um live there and then we would get picked up from the bus and go to public schools so that was also like the white people and the black people was a blend so like um we just like ha- had all types of diversity. Like I would have my school friends and then coming back to the dorms, like I would have my dorm friends and then, but at Sequoia, like it was just all dorm friends, like, cause we all like was lived on campus and then, um, walked to school. And so like, I also had like daytime student, they call them daytime students, uh, friends that we'd meet. Um, and then we would just basically walk back to the dorms and that was it which I didn't bother me. Like I, like you can tell like the people that really first leave home, the kids that really first leave home and like seeing them go through like homesick and stuff. And, People kind of seem like Jordan's fine. She ain't got no nobody even crying for or worried about. Like I didn't even want to go home. Like I barely got one. Like got a nice bed here. <laughs> Everything's here. I'm getting fed, really good, and <laughs> yeah. So it was really nice. Uh, so that was my life. And then like growing up and meeting meeting my Cherokee friends out there and then graduating. And um, when I left Tahlequah after I graduated, I came back to, my grandmother had moved from Cromwell to Shawnee. So like I came to Shawnee, um, which is like outside of Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she lived in Shawnee for a bit. And so I lived with her and um, I was trying to go to college. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why (laughs) that was just the push, like, just go to college, go to school, keep going. But I hate that they, like, forced us thinking that that was the best way out. Like, no, you're automatically in debt. Like, I I applied for, like, uh, financial aid, but then, like, no one even taught us about loans. And no one, like, taught us that your credit goes extremely low. Like, that's the type of shit that we should be learning in classes, like loans, credit, and how to manage money. But heck no, they just, like, gave us financial aid, and I just thought everything was good. Um, I actually got on a scholarship at UCO, mm-hmm. um, Performing Arts. Like, I, like, yeah, fun fact about me. Um, I, my senior year at Sequoia was the first year Sequoia had a, a drama class. They and I was like, oh my god, I'm excited. I like drama. I don't know. I was, I was one of the weird ones, the cool ones, but yet the weird, like weird things. Like mm-hmm. my friends would be like, you're in drama. I'm like, yeah, I'm about to be in this play. I'm the bunny. <laughs> 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 I really was. It was a children's play, and I was a bunny. And I was like, I'm a bunny. I'm gonna hit it hard. I'm gonna make these kids laugh. And so yeah, that was my senior year. Like um, but my drama teacher. Because um, she was asking me, she's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I, I would love to, like, keep performing. Like, I don't know what it is. I just like doing things on stage. And we talked about the school, UCO and Edmond. They have a wonderful performing arts program. Mm-hmm. And um, so she helped me um, apply in for the program, the scholarship, and then she actually took me up there and I had to like audition. I had to do a monologue for the the director of the program. And when I did that monologue, like she was like, oh, my gosh, you're just so like animated and you have like these facial features and you're really loud. And she just described like just acting in general. Mm-hmm. And I was like, thank you. And I was like, I really didn't understand. <laughs> my downfall is that I don't understand like old English monologues like Romeo and Juliet type and yeah. the, their wording is like I I tried like I I mean they just like me because I can do different things but they want like I don't know like they have like old school monologues and like old school like I don't know a lot of different plays that I would just like I just, I don't know how to get into these characters cause they're like so old, like they're old timey old. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: I don't know how to, I, the way that I'm explaining it is like, what is it? Like the Romeo and Juliet type of stuff, like the uh,
2: Shakespeare
1: Shakespeare, yeah. and like the way that they like talk. And I, I'm just like, I, pfft, no, I, I couldn't really do that. Like, I don't know, but yeah, so I did, I got a scholarship, um, for UCO to do performing arts and, I was so excited. Uh, Sequoia like boosted everyone and boosted me our senior year and was like, "Yeah, Jordan got scholarship. then athletes got a scholarship and blah blah blah." I did all that. Just to go to UCO and bombed it. <laughs> <laughs> Pure <Pierre> bombed it. <laughs> I was out of my element, man. I like all these other different kids that was doing performing arts. I was like, "Y'all are weird." Uh, And white as hell. God dang it. Like, I just, I always tried to, like, blend or I try to just do my part. But there's just something about, like, that I just, I couldn't. And so I just, I lost it. I did. I lost that scholarship. I just wasn't doing the requirements. And I was also in a relationship. Don't ever get in a relationship in high school. Please don't ever get in a relationship in high school because that ain't nothing. But, like, I was in a horrible relationship and it just didn't work out. And so, like, I think, like, the that semester i just i oh don't know i just fell off i was like i can't do this i can't even be me so yeah i just took my financial aid and ran with it <laughs> <laughs>
0: Damn. Damn it! start a new life with start that financial aid
1: <laughs> my full 200 <laughs> going back to grandma's <laughs> man Yeah, so like that was my first semester at college. I was like, God darn it. So yeah, like I I didn't go back to UCO. I just could not. Um, it was very expensive. A university like that big, man. No one even said anything about it. But um,
0: is that you? Yeah. Okay.
1: But um, yeah. After that, um, I just had to get a job. I lived in Shawnee with my um grandma and then my sister was also living in shawnee so i moved out of my i moved out of my grandma's house to my sister's house like that's a change <laughs> <laughs> like that's a big move yeah.
0: <laughs> no
1: first thing my sister said was like well you gotta pay half your rent i was like "Ooh, gross so <laughs> i had to give me a job my first job was at yeah. uh carl's jr nice. like yeah like i just like forget it so like worked there for a bit and um <laughs> after that like I just was there in Shawnee for about good uh, probably like a good half a year so when was that like 08 Sequoia I graduated from Sequoia in 2008 and then uh, August of 2008 is when I went to UCO and then 2009 is when I lived with my sister got a job in Shawnee but I couldn't stay there no more cause I just felt like there's too many rules <laughs> Too many rules, and like so she wanted me to come back home. She locked me out, too. I was like, God dang it. And then so, uh, one time she really did get mad at me. Like, I think I left because that was a last straw. She, I accidentally, hey, eh, I smoked her house out. <laughs> oh, shit. yeah, I didn't. I thought I had all the windows raised up, and I didn't want to. Uh-huh stay outside because it was cold at that time and I came in I all I did was smoke like half a blunt, and then I had thought it was all good and she came back and was like no like she got really mad at me <laughs> she had the kids in too and I was like it can't barely smell it but like yeah that was my last straw she kind of she kind of flicked me off she was like just you know it was just weird so from there I had a friend <clears throat> I lived in Ada my best friend so I moved to Ada Oklahoma for about a good the rest of 2009, like from like March to like all the way to December. And then um, from there, I just kind of partied. Like Ada is a party town. Like you Mm -hmm. meet natives, the Choctaws down there like they they liked back in the day. I mean, I'm pretty sure they still do. (laughs) (laughs) And then so like uh, by Ada, my father is, is from Stratford, my father's family. So like yeah, so I am Choctaw. Like I'm Muscogee Creek and Choctaw from my dad's side and Mississippi mm. Choctaw from him. So he lives in Stratford. So Ada and Stratford, that was probably like good twenty minutes away from each other. So like yeah, it was basically like an Ada and I kinda drove back every other day to my dad's house, which he lived with his mom. <laughs> See where that apple falls from. <laughs> <laughs> Just live with our families. But, yeah, and so, like, I lived in Ada with my friend and worked there and just, like, um, had a good time. I mean, that was in, like, 2009, yeah. But in 2009, and then from there, I was just like, you know what? I just remember, like, continuing. I was like, I need to go. Like, I'm getting too – I'm not going anywhere here in Ada for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Except to – underage drinking that's all and going back from there and then i just moved to old mogi because like that's where like crignation would help you get a job mm-hmm. and like summer youth and i just moved to uh, made my way towards old mogi and then started working from there and then like just basically from like what 2010 2011 had my first kid uh, don't have kids, and then um 2012, <laughs> and then uh, 11, 12, 13. Like I've lived in Oatmogi for like almost five years, and then I finally made moves to Tulsa or Glenpool first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I lived in Glenpool back in like 2016, 16, 17, and then I finally got my Creek Nation house. I live in a Creek Nation house. I was like, that's hard. I mean, like I kind of forgot about it, but like. Man, I just remember when I first got pregnant with my first kid, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And my grandma was like, first of all, you need to go down there and put your application in. I was like, <laughs> thank you, Granny. She's the one. I wouldn't even done that. Like, I wouldn't even know. She's like, no, you need to put all it in right now, like a, a house right now. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like it legit took me like eight years to get that house. I was on the waiting list for that long. But thank you thankfully it paid off Mm -hmm. so now um yeah i've just been here uh tulsa ever since like 2018 so that's where new life has started new life yeah and then here it is 2020 21 2021 but last year (laughs) and during the pandemic when it first started i was just like oh my gosh i didn't know you know it kind of scared everyone's like freaking out like i knew i was not freaking out but i was like this is serious it's pretty serious and I um I was a registration I was working in the medical field like for about six years until that point and I was like I don't know I can't I can't risk it you know like people they don't want to risk getting exposed and like bringing it back to their families and stuff and that's how I felt So I just was just like, well, like this is, I couldn't do it no more. So luckily I just did not work in 2020. And I mean, I was on unemployment and I was like, you know what I will. But then like, I couldn't just sit at my house as well. Like I also like, um, basically we're quarantined all the time. And so I was just grumbling through no, my old coach from Sequoia. This is the craziest thing. So one day, like it had to be like March of 2019. I was at working at St. Francis and you know, you start to think about like, well, what am I really doing in life? Like, what do I, I feel like I'm stalled. I don't know. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And I don't know. And I was just like going through social media. And then, um, what I really, my favorite things is just watching comedy shows. I love comedians. Like I grew up, I remember when I, stayed with uh my dad like we watched uh BET comic view like every single night that I would be with him or like um like just different like Martin Lawrence like Martin on BET like BET was like a big like comedy like black people are funny and Mm -hmm. me and my dad we enjoyed that like I and like that's where I always laughed and like Being a little kid, I don't really realize it, but it's just the way that they move. Like, it's just like, it was funny. It was comical then, and then when you really start to understand what they're talking about, I'm like, that's messed up, but that's funny. (laughs) Like, that is crazy funny. And so, like, I was just watching it, and I was like, I remember my basketball coach at sequoia she would always tell me she'd be like you are crazy and you need to be a comedian like she would always say that and i'm like whatever like i would never even dare to get on stage like that i i could not mm-hmm. and then like out of the blue as i was thinking about my life in 2019 she just was like trying to call me during over facebook and i haven't heard from her in like almost 10 years now this is my basketball coach and I was like, okay, like something's wrong and weird. So like I did answer and uh, like, it was like, she seen me yesterday. Mm-hmm. She was like, Hey, what are you doing? I was like, uh, working. <laughs> I got two kids, you're divorced. What's going on with you? <laughs> like I came to your wedding and now you're divorced. Like we just not talked like in so long, but she just was like, listen, she was like, and she was eating. I can hear her eating. <laughs> she was like, listen, you you need to do stand up comedy. I was like, What are you talking about? <laughs> she was like, No, these are the books. You need to buy these books on Amazon. And I was like, Books? And like, I don't, it was just hit me at that very moment. I was like, Maybe I could do comedy. Like, I, I talk, I don't talk a lot, but when I do talk, I'm just like, That's retarded. Like, I even in my head, I'm like, That's dumb. Like, if I make myself laugh, mm-hmm. I feel like it just brings in the laughter. Like, people also laugh with me. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know if they're laughing with me or at me, but everyone's having a good time. So, well, (laughs) oh, well. Um, but yeah, like, and so I did like, I talked to her and she was like, you're a native. She was like, you have you can do a platform. I was like, what would be my platform? She said the casinos. (laughs) (laughs) She said you can use these casinos out here. Mm -hmm. She was like, the bigger you get then like, you know what? And I was like, river spirit has like conference rooms hey (laughs) i can book one out (laughs) not the not the the whole like stage area but like they have like these conference areas that they have and i and she was just explaining she was like it was like she was thinking about this for a very long time and then finally broke it down to me when i first talked to her out of 10 years and i was like carol Carol go back to wherever whatever you were doing like how the heck you gonna start managing my life (laughs) but yeah she told me what to do and I did like and I really started writing just like other things like stories and like my background like my different families and um yeah so I've been writing different and then like reading these books um the Judy Bible no Judy Judy something dang it but uh, it's called the comedy Bible, that's what her book is, and she's got three of them, and I just started reading and yeah, like you can break it down in like what you're trying to say and um and it's kind of crazy like there's like like she gave examples, and you wouldn't think that that's funny, but like it's funny to people like I don't know like sometimes when I was reading different examples, I'm like, that's cheesy as hell like. I don't know I, I but like people like it so like mm-hmm. it's a, it's funny it's comedy and so that was the main thing like i've never been like a so serious person i've never really took myself into like a serious mode i'm always just like giggling at something and i can for me to like write it down to like turn it into a joke like it it just comes that way um so i thought that was great i mean and then like in 2020 during a pandemic when i quit working I was like, I don't know what else to do. So like, I just started getting on Facebook and like, like, uh, like searching for different things, different like comedy. Mm -hmm. And then um, there's this, uh, there's this comedy, uh, this dude, his name was Ian, his name was Ian Lansky. And he had a online, um, a Zoom comedy, like open mic. That's Mm -hmm. what it was on Zoom. And he put, he was like, it's going to be my first one. And he talked about it in this like comedy group. And so I just was just like, dude, sign me up. Like, and he was like, yeah, awesome. He was like, it's like nobody else is doing nothing. Like on a Friday night, which we really weren't. We weren't like the bars were closed. Mm-hmm. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's the only thing. <laughs> Everything's closed. <laughs> so I had to stay home. I had nothing else to do. And I, yeah, I started doing like open mic on Zoom with these California people. And I met like different comedies from like, uh, yeah, that's where the Ian was from. He was from California. Um, and the other the most like weirdest person, not the weird person, but like the weird area that I remember meeting. He was from Russia, this guy from Russia and he was doing open mic. So like just to hear from different, like different jokes was just like, I don't know if my jokes are like, you know, like every everybody there are different from different areas. Like they couldn't really like they just knew me as somebody from Oklahoma that just talked about crazy things. But like all of these other California comedians, like they talked about like California. So I couldn't hit like, if I wanted to talk about like Oklahoma or how Oklahoma was like, it wasn't funny. Cause they don't know Oklahoma. Mm, so that's yeah. what I had to like, find out as I continue to do these open mics. Um, and I also found out that like going and seeing out on zoom, like these different comedians, like, like white people like nasty shit. They like nasty, like jokes. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm trying to be clean, but, like, oh, y'all like that? (laughs) (laughs) That's what they mostly laughed at. I mean, it wasn't, like, so dirty, but, like, it was adult, like, adult nasty jokes, you Mm -hmm. know? And I used to laugh at it because I'm like, there's, like, these old folks on here, like, these old men up here doing open mics, but, like, they talk about, like, uh, their dysfunctional erection and shit like that, and I'd be like, (laughs) Okay.
2: (laughs) Boo. (laughs) (laughs)
1: No. So yeah, I did zoom. I did open mic zoom for about like I started in my first one was in May of 2020. And then I did that all the way up until like, uh, yeah, like the whole 2020 I did that. And I also did that zoom and I did another one. Um, this, she was also from California and she actually reached out to me so she was like hey i've seen you on ian lansky's um zoom she was like i want to invite you to my zoom show she was like and um you know tell some jokes and stuff but i will say that like it's (laughs) it was kind of like just starting out like i want to do like i want to do um i wanted to do like the zoom shows but There are times like I think I bombed it twice where like one of them, I just got so nervous and I was like, all right, that's all bye. I just hung up because like I clicked off of Zoom. I couldn't finish it. I just couldn't finish it because I got so nervous. Like I couldn't even hit my first joke because like when you see Zoom, you see everybody's faces Mm -hmm. and like um, and everyone was funny. And I think I also was pretty buzzed up on a Sunday so maybe that's why I just didn't practice that much (laughs) and like I was trying to go for it and wing it and yeah like I just that's where I got like scared those are one of my moments where I got so scared I was like I can't do this I could never do this anymore like Mm -hmm. and so yeah I really clicked out of there and I just felt so bad I was like gosh dang it like I like is this really what I'm doing am I gonna like be for real and write my jokes down or am I just gonna wing it I don't know uh, but yeah, but I, I just waited it out for like a month and got it back together and just kept signing up, like doing open mics on Zoom. And it sounds funny because I think I said that one time. I was like, yeah, I was like, I don't know what y'all are doing in a pandemic, but I was freaking doing open <laughs> mic on Zoom, like, on Facebook Live. <laughs> and people were like, Facebook. But yeah, that's exactly what it was. And like it was posted up on Facebook. Um, and then my first show was in April. My first stand up was April of this year in front of a crowd. And it was so exciting, exhilarating. Like I just couldn't. <clears throat> I didn't think that it would be like being so nervous and like, and talking about like, I don't know if I can, like, I don't know if people would like it. I don't know if I do get nervous like every single time. But when I just finally be myself and I'm just really talking about like different things and making a joke out of it like people really like it like and then like when i'm telling everybody i'm like yeah i'm i'm native i'm like full native out here y'all just y'all understand like i mean y'all can be cherokee princesses out here but i'm like i was raised in like a different traditional culture like um like being from cromwell and coming back from the dormitories and when i said i come from coming when i'll come back to come back home on the summer times like we were, like, at ceremonial grounds, like, um, like every summer. So, like, I'm, like, culturally, like, I love it. I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. And, like, it wasn't a big deal for me to, like, always talk about it. Like, because we just, you know, like, traditional ceremonial, like, they don't talk about it. Like, if you know, you know. We don't have to boast it. We don't have to boost it and, like, you know, just try to, like, let everyone understand because they don't. You know, and if you're raised in it, you do. You get it. Mm-hmm. That's the type of shit. And so that's why I'm like, I'm I'm real native out here. Like people don't get it and they're like, Oh yeah. And I'm like, No. I'm clap all you want, damn it, it's hard.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's hard
1: being native out here. I don't even get it. Where's my stemmy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like uh just just <laughs> i enjoy it the more i get out and then like and these these different venues they're like man you gotta come out to here you gotta come out here and my biggest my first one um traveling i went to uh arkansas a couple weeks ago i had a show in arkansas mm-hmm. and um yeah they they enjoyed it like i enjoy it when i sometimes i know that i can be better like but that's just me as a person like you know you can always do better there's always room for improvement in anything you do and I'm like my own my hardest critic, so like I'm just like I can I can tighten this up, like I can hit these points and like making these making these people laugh. Like I enjoy, it. like I try not to giggle and give away what I'm trying to say before I even hit the punchline, because people are probably like, oh well, she's already laughing, so it's probably not that funny. But it actually it, it comes out to be funny. I'm like, it's kind of relatable, it's kind of not, I'm sure, but mm-hmm. it's just something that they've not heard. And so I think that's what it's really it's how it makes it really funny. So, but yeah, I I enjoy it. I didn't think that I would, but the more that I get out, I'm just like, this is cool. Like I didn't think that I could, and like, um, I I'm about to be on like Indian Elvis on the Res, which is bringing out like the native community. Like I have yet to perform in front of just natives, like, and I feel like this is this is what I've been really wanted to do mm-hmm. um because I've met like a lot of different people um and I have not yet seen I've seen one person he's he's Cherokee boy from Jay Oklahoma he lives here in Tulsa um he's he's pretty funny um and I've not seen anyone else like and so like it's just people just see me as like a different I'm uh, just different I guess but I'm I'm like I'm like a native comedian out here I'm just gonna Keep telling y'all that until y'all, I don't know, this time next year, y'all gonna they're going to be like, oh, yeah, that's that one Native comedian that just talks crazy and says that, you know, I don't know. That's what I want to continue to, like, reach out to, like, my Native community. Like, sometimes, or <laughs> I joke around, but sometimes I'm like, no, I'm pretty serious because they're like, well, what are you going to do next? And I was, <laughs> one time I was like, I think I'm going to just go ahead and start hosting shows at the Indian Community Center. Like you know, put up shows there or I'll set up at BFW, fuck it. like <laughs> you know what? and just work for tips out there. <laughs> no fireball though. <laughs> but yeah, so like I just want to reach more and because like and then like a growing up with native kids and like native teenagers and you know, being in high school, like like native people are funny. Like they have no idea and it's just like that's why we're laughing so much all the time cuz we're just like and then like within our area like we know what we're talking about mm-hmm. so like i i do want to reach more to that point like i like doing like more native shows and bringing out native communities i think it'd be really like a really good blast cuz like you know, I'll be up there doing hala hey A, A, all goddamn, <laughs> <laughs> all goddamn night. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know? but yeah. So like I, in like, but yeah, it, it's really, it's really fun. And like the more that I'm going, like I, I want to hit I want to hit a different part which is the native community. Like I've been doing like these shows and venues in Tulsa. And I actually have a show, my own show, which I'm very grateful for out of Tahlequah, which is like the Cherokee's out there. Um so that's about like the closest native community, but I want to bring it back like more this way like the Creek community, like these different tribes up here like mm-hmm. like the casinos, hey. <laughs> 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 Put me in that little mini bingo, the old school one, <laughs> that little building, <laughs> little bingo hall there back in the day. No, but uh, yeah, so like that—that that, I think that's what I would really working towards. Like I—I I don't want anybody to think that like I don't know. I think one time I was trying to explain it, and like I don't know if it's because this woman was drunk, but she was just like she made it sound like I was trying to be better than somebody else, like better. And I was like, I'm. Psh- My electric bills about cut off. What are you talking about? Better? Like I'm out here spending all my money trying to talk to y'all, and like wondering what I'ma do tomorrow. Like I'm not better than anyone. Like I have the same problems, same struggles. Like all I want to do is just make a joke out of it. Like it's just like that's all I can do. Cause and then like somehow you know make it through, like breaking barriers that we didn't think that we could break. You know, like Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. Like maybe just like not being so scared to jump and do something like um like ending a toxic relationship hey eh? <laughs> you gotta jump to do something and make a difference and how you feel about it you know mm-hmm. and i've always wanted to just like continue like jumping and making things like different and wanted to feel different about it and like i i can't really I get kind of bored a little bit if i like feel like i'm stalling but like like i said in 2019 when i felt like i was stalling and my coach came out it's like you need to do this which i i've been doing it and it's just been kind of like i didn't expect myself to be like this fast paced i wanted to just go like something once a month you know just to work on my skills or whatever but like the more i was going like people were seeing me and they want me out. They're like, No, come out, come out. And so that's how I was getting these different like bookings and mm-hmm. and then like I graduated at Sequoia with um our friends that own Dwayne's place at Tahlequah. They own that. So I was like, Shh, most successful for real. You own a bar out there. And they have a stage and they play music and she was like she was like, No, you should do like you should do a comedy show. And i and I remember always talking about it to them, like just you know buzzed up words but then they just start telling me they're like no you should come out and do the show you should produce a show so yeah like I've been producing a, a show out there at Tahlequah ever since I think my first show was in April yeah so I had two shows in April when I first did it and, the, and it was in uh one was here in Tulsa and the other one was in Tahlequah was my first show
2: mm-hmm.
1: my first show that I put together that I brought different comedians out there and it went really well so like yeah like i didn't think mm, i would be in this position to have my own show producing my own show um being booked and getting paid like i'm a paid comedian right now and that's just weird how i say that uh, one time i said that to my son he was like oh you about to be rich i was like i don't know this little 20 I all just gonna feed us <laughs> A little twenty bucks, that's it. But who can actually say like you're getting paid to do what you love to do? And it's crazy. Like I didn't expect it, but um, I'm here right now. Yeah, I like it. I'm enjoying this.
0: Yeah, and that's that's what I want. Like um, people to see like you're able to do anything you want. Like you just got to fucking do it. Yeah, believe in yourself and fuck yeah. like yeah, you're gonna like. F- You'll fail, of course, of course. I mean that comes with it though, and mm-hmm. so that's like the whole thing is like, like just find what you want to do, and then just fucking go with it. Mm-hmm. Be- and it's scary, man. Like even this is scary. Like when I started it, mm-hmm. oh my god, I was so afraid because I was like, God, people are gonna listen to me, and I'm gonna sound dumb, and yeah. I'm just gonna get hated on, or so. Like I mean, there's just like this. Yeah, like this voice in my head, like saying, don't, "Don't do it. Just keep working your job and just, right, you know, stay safe and get that get that paycheck and stay out of the way for That's real." It. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like we're not meant to do that. Like I believe, like everybody's meant to do great things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just like the stress of life and your fucking bills and yeah. just all this bullshit that doesn't even like it shouldn't matter. Like it shouldn't even be like that. Yeah, you know, everybody mm-hmm. should be f- free enough to. Do what they want. Comedian, yes. acting, talk show host, talk shows. acting, actor. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, there's like so artists, whatever you know, whatever you want. Like just fucking try it out, do it, and mm-hmm. and like that's what this whole thing is. Like people keep asking, like, well, what do you like like I'm like, dude, just have a listen to people's stories because everybody's gonna fuck up, everybody's gonna fail, mm. but some people just don't have the the drive to like want to just do it you know Mm -hmm. it's i mean it's scary Mm -hmm. fuck it is but like once you start doing it somebody's always watching somebody's always listening and you're always making connections and same thing like i'm i'm getting paid to talk like for football and stuff like i get paid with that and um oklahoma talent i'm I'm uh, helping with that. Like, that's a huge opportunity with Mm -hmm. Leah. Like, Leah McCormick, uh, November 5th. Go check us out. Oklahoma Talent, Episode 1, Will Rogers Film Fest. Check us out. It's free. It's a free event. So, yeah, we'll be there. But, yeah, like, that's a huge event. Like, I never thought, like, it was just out of the blue, like, "Hey, you want to film this with me?" And I'll host it. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and <it's> like <laughs> you seen me out here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, she was on the show, but you know, I never like, I never would ask anybody, like, "Oh, you need this? You need help?" Or like, I just like fucking do my own thing and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just keep being consistent and just fucking just keep doing it. And yeah. But yeah, like I tell people, man, like just just keep doing your th- your stuff and there's somebody's somebody's always watching oh. somebody's always watching and they're taking note and maybe they're figuring out how you could be of service to them or some you know yeah the other way around too yeah networking so yeah mm-hmm. but and i was gonna say too um it was hard it's like i've been trying to find native comedians like for a minute mm-hmm. and it's hard as fuck mm-hmm. like i had adrian cello Paul on But that was like season season, episode ten, I believe, and and it was like, damn, who else is there? Like, there's Tatanka, Minzo, Mm -hmm. James, and Ernie, the two in Arizona, Mm -hmm. and fuck, that's all I know. of. Yeah,
1: see, I don't know. I I was like, I've never really met. Like I said,
0: I know there's more. I'm sorry, but yeah, I'm sure there's more. Yeah. (laughs)
1: <laughs> um, like being here in Tulsa though and like Tulsa locally like, yeah. making my way like I have plans like I've already met like a few Oklahoma City comedians they're not native but they're like telling me like you need to move away you need to move to Oklahoma City not move but like make moves to like there's different comedians Oklahoma City and then like they like there's open mics that's all it is just like free open mics to go to and that's my plan like I want to move make moves in Oklahoma city and find more comedians and even start getting booked maybe up there. Um, but I have not met a lot of native comedians like in this area. Um, or even like down in Tahlequah area. I think I've met like a couple, but like not enough to like really, I've not seen them, you know, I've not seen any shows or whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, there's not many. Yeah. Um, Well, I
0: found out I was usually Trista. Mm-hmm. Shout out Trista Vaughn, mm-hmm. friend of the show. Um, <laughs> so shout out to you. Uh, she introduced us, and and you were f- you're funny. Like we went to your show at a uh, oh, what's that place?
1: Um, down in Broken Arrow. Uh, uh, I forgot lo- the bar. It's like the, I forgot the name. It was just like a hotel. There was a bar inside of a hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the show the show I forgot what the name is, but it's called the Lovely Ladies, I believe. Uh, her name the host her name is Angela Teague oh yeah she's the host of the lovely ladies and she puts on these open mics and um yeah I reached out because she yeah she books comedians out there and it's fun like yeah that was the first time y'all showed Mm -hmm. y'all came and (laughs) that was where I invited like like the native folks out I was like it was y'all then some of my friends my grandpa showed up um and um after I was done and then after it was like the last comedian I was sitting in the back with, with the Native crowd back there. And damn it, we was too loud already. We got <laughs> trouble. <laughs> I was like, shh. You know, like, <laughs> we was already I was like, dang it, we're getting in trouble already. <laughs> Leave it to the Native kids to be too loud in the back and like trying to, and so that's I was like, dang it. But, um, yeah, like that was the first time that you guys came out and I appreciate all the support and, um, that show. Yeah. That's where we met.
0: Mm-hmm. What I love, though, is how prepared you were. Professional. You didn't have to read off notes. Yeah. You know, I know people are new, but I mean, I, if I wanted to take it seriously, like comedy and stuff, like I would, yes. I would, I would try to keep it up in the rehearse. dome. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, rehearse as much as you can. And mm-hmm. I get it. You know, busy as fuck, but still, if it's what you want to do, you know, you got to take it really serious. And yeah. I, you know, like, you're up there and damn like you fucking killed it you remembered everything (laughs) and you didn't like stumble or anything either Mm -hmm. like it was just like it was natural Mm -hmm. like it was a natural thing for you Mm -hmm. so that was fucking dope and i mean it was just a good time and i think didn't like uh weren't you joking around about that some of them showed up late (laughs) like they came like after you performed (laughs) oh
1: yes (laughs) <laughs> yes, my native they, friends back yeah. there. I got done and I seen them walking in. They were like, We made it. I was like, I'm done now.
0: <laughs> like, Indian time.
1: Indian time for sure. <laughs> I gotta tell everyone, like, show up like an hour ahead for real. Cause they will show up on time. And like and then she was one of them was like, Well, can you do it again? <laughs> yeah. Like, what you at this. Is? No, I can't get up there again. <laughs> and it was funny because the host, when we got in trouble, the host came back there and she was like, You guys gotta be quiet. And and then my friend was like, well, I came for her and we missed it. Can she go back on? Oh, can you host her back on? Oh. And that one was like, no. no. <laughs> she walked off. I said, can you quit? We're getting in trouble right here. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so it showed up after oh. I got on. <laughs> but um, it was a fun time. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because like, um, I, I'm not going to lie. Like there are some days that I kind of wing it mm-hmm. a little bit. Like I can write notes and write my punchlines, but like I do get nervous and it slips from me, mm-hmm. and I don't want to show it. So then I'll pull a joke from like two shows ago or what I have been working on just to see if it goes. Mm-hmm. And like sometimes it's a hit and miss, but sometimes it's actually cool because it is funny. And like I, I, I'm just like that's I don't know when I. That's how I tell like I think one time my grandpa was like, "Well, how do you know you're funny?" And I'm like, "I don't." I don't know that I'm funny, but if I'm laughing at myself like 95% of the time, like, and then when I use it and I just tell other people like, it's funny, like it's funny if I'm laughing, then everyone's gonna laugh. Like, it's just, it's not cause like I'm forcing them to laugh. It's just like, naturally, like you said, it just mm-hmm. naturally comes out. So like, when I was up there doing my set, like, I think, like, the last, like, had to be, like, last three minutes, I, my mind just went blank, and I was like, God dang it. <laughs> so I'm single. <laughs> that was it. Let's start there. <laughs> yeah, what I was going to say, it slipped, and then I just went off from there, and it turned out good. Like, Yeah, it, was it did. fun. <laughs> yes. You played it off well. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you. That's another talent. <laughs> Playing things off. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a. <laughs> we was talking, I was talking to my friend last night because um somebody was like, Well what's your strengths? What do you think your strengths are in this business or whatever? And I was not gonna lie, I was a little bit buzzed up. I was like <laughs> bullshitting, straight bullshitting. That's my talent. That's my strength. I don't know how, it just flows. So like <laughs> unless somebody says you're lying, I'm like, Yeah, I'm lying <laughs> and I'm gonna keep going with it. <laughs> Uh, but no like it's just something like i have fun with it like Mm -hmm. i'm and i feel like the more that i continue to write about different things like i'm just i'm just having fun with myself it's funny like i like i like me hey (laughs) i like when i write things (laughs) i hope that you guys get it and like um just turns out good It turns out pretty decent. So,
0: what's the other thing, too? Like, have fun with it, you mm-hmm. know? Like, mm-hmm. once it becomes like, oh god, I gotta fucking write another thing, like, yes, it, that's definitely. when it becomes like mm-hmm. burnt out, like, yeah, burnt bit. out and shit. Mm-hmm. And like, always have fun with your stuff, like, and that's cool. And the other thing you said was just being yourself, mm-hmm. you know? Like, and I, I cannot, like, that took a long time for me, too, is like, just fucking just be myself because mm-hmm. I was like oh, I got to be like, I guess Joe Rogan, and I got to, yeah, <laughs> like, but I'm not, yourself. I'm not, I'm not any of those people. Like, yes. I just need to like learn from you and everybody else that's brought on and just talk, you know, just mm-hmm. have a great conversation. And, and so once I like stopped trying to be somebody else, like it was just, it became a whole lot easier. Mm-hmm. Like, I was putting way too much pressure yeah. on myself to, like, that's where the flow comes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and you could fucking tell, like, from the first episode, like I was just like, God, I was so fucking nervous with Riker, mm-hmm. and I was like, Jesus Christ, like I don't want to seem like I'm just wasting his time because like I just didn't know how to do this. And mm-hmm. but man, like he was just such a smooth talker and cool and funny, and like he just helped me move along. Like yeah. he yeah. carried me. Like and mm-hmm. then that's what Jake Tiger did and Dennis and and we just like had a we just all had like great conversations mm-hmm. and then that's what I have to remember. What I had to remember moving on was like, yo, we're just talking. Yeah. We're just talking, we're just two people talking or three mm-hmm. people, whatever it is, and mm-hmm. just, just getting your getting your whatever you want to do out. Like yeah. whatever you're yeah. doing out there. This is mm-hmm. your platform and Yeah. And like once I realized that, man, God, it was just like all this weight was off my shoulder. Like <laughs>
2: And it feels good
0: about yourself and you're like, you know what? <laughs>
1: yeah you're like i got this for real start setting up mics out of store and stuff <laughs> oh, i'm about to do a podcast right here a guitar center yeah <laughs> just start setting it up at restaurants yeah. restaurant and
0: stuff sir what are you doing yes exactly would you back up please uh-huh. i'm having a podcast bring me my
2: chips <laughs> <laughs> you got water here yeah really yeah and you just feel so good about doing it and you like
1: get you gain confidence in yourself yeah like self-assurance and stuff like duh i've been doing this i'm supposed to be doing this i yeah, and you didn't. You wouldn't even think that like you had a talent like that, and like you just enjoy doing it. You enjoy talking, and it just comes naturally. And I think that's how like like growing up like like natives are naturally funny. Yeah, they don't
0: try to be. It's just yeah, like real. they just talk. Well, I noticed that at like <laughs> our wake services, like when your family member dies, like it. Like I mean, yeah, it's sad, but it like sad. I remember growing up, like we'd go to these wake services and. We just all like be together, like everybody. Everybody would be together, Mm -hmm. you know. And I, I look at that now, and it's like, now, like growing up, it was like, oh, you know, we're just, you know, yeah. Like my uncle died, but I'm gonna see like family I haven't seen in so long. So, but it was always, I guess, it was always a good time because everybody came together, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they just laughed and had a good time and had like old stories of whoever passed on and they would yeah. just all like crack up and yes. like it wasn't a it was a sad time but it wasn't like so depressing mm-hmm. like it like it was just like a not a not a it like a down a, moment you know yeah. it was just like everybody's just like having a good time but yeah when the funeral came like people were sad mm-hmm. but then like you know
1: like, it's not so quiet. Yeah, like yeah. Like, we feel uh, there's an absence yeah. of our family member. We we understand that. But, yeah, like, th- I feel like the awake services that I've been to, like, it's not quiet. Like, mm-hmm. people, you know, they want to talk about old stories or, you know, the last things that happened. And it just, it's, like, funny. And, yeah. like, the energy <laughs> the family brings, you just go off of it. And, like, people are giggling and you can't mm-hmm. help but laugh. But then, like, that's what it's like it's a sad moment but it's also like a happy moment that you're able to like express yourself in a comfortable way around your people mm-hmm. like your family and for y'all to be able to laugh you know like i feel like people looking in they'd be like they're laughing at this funeral. for real they, yeah. they, <laughs> they, they would think that they were just at a comedy show laughing at this <laughs> funeral but that's not it it's no. just like you know like we're able to um we're able to be comfortable enough, like, we know that this is, it's happy moment, but, it, I mean, it's a sad moment, but we're all happy. We're still happy enough that we are here right now. Mm-hmm. And to bring laughter in just makes it even better.
0: Yeah. and they
1: say, like, laughter is the best medicine. For real. That's exactly what it is.
0: And think of those good memories that, mm-hmm. you know, they had with, you know, your aunt or your uncle or, you know, and then mm-hmm. that's what I always remember, like, growing up. Like, I haven't been to a service in a long time, though. Oh, yeah. yeah, I haven't. Norris is here. Hi, Norris. <laughs> um, so real quick, uh, me and well, this will be out Wednesday. So we've we're already, we've already done the show. This is future Russell talking. Uh, thank you <laughs> for coming to the show. Indian Elvis on the res. Me, Jordan, and Daniel Warrior are gonna be on, and we're gonna go on talk to Indian Elvis, have a good time. Uh jordan's gonna do some stand-up i don't know why i'm talking to, like it hasn't happened yet it happened already <laughs> so thank you for coming out oh yeah <laughs> thank thanks. you yeah thanks yeah mm-hmm. this is future russell talking um uh future russell out <laughs> who 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 was your okay because i know it's probably different favorite comedian growing up and now
1: so growing up um Watching TV, like, I, I only remember as a kid, like, at least when I remember when I was, like, maybe six, seven, eight, like, when I stayed with my dad in Stratford, like, at night, we would watch um, BET Comic View. Yeah. And that was one of the first times that I actually seen, like, Bernie Mac.
2: Mm. And,
1: like, I seen, um, who was Dave Chappelle? they were very young but i i didn't understand but i also kind of understood a little bit what they're talking about but it was just funny like i enjoyed watching them talk crazy and like cuss around like and <laughs> and so like it just really that was that was funny for me and then like i i also watched like uh, like bruce bruce um i remember watching him and like a. Uh, one of my and as I got older, um, I really started listening to like um, Earthquake and like Mike Epps and like uh, then, of course, Bernie Mac, Steve Harvey, like the kings of comedy, like all of them. Like they were they were funny people. And so as I'm older now, like my tops, like I've seen um, Gary Owen. like He's a mm-hmm. comedian. Um, mm-hmm. and he's funny. Like uh, and Dave Chappelle is funny. I've seen him. On stage, um, earthquake. Y'all have to listen to earthquake sometimes. He, Who
0: is that? I've never he heard of earthquake.
1: Never heard of earthquake. I'm man. sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Like he's an old one though. He's an For old For real. Man. Yeah, you huh. have to like uh, like Google him on YouTube. Like he has some old sets and okay. they're so funny. Um, Arnes J. He's an old one too. Um, I first seen him on BT Comic View, and I actually went and seen him in Oklahoma City this past year. And I told him that cause I was like, I said, yeah, I was like, you, I, I was like, you've inspired me, man. I was like, and you're still funny today. I was like, I see I watched you when I was about six years old. And he was like, he was like, I'm going to need you to leave. That's too young. That's too young. You can't be telling me that you see me at six. <laughs> like, you're still here. <laughs> yeah. So like I've talked to him before and, um, I, and I met Gary Owen before, um, we were taking a picture and, I uh I actually like when I met Gary Owen when I was, we was taking a picture, we were just being silly, whatever. And I think I, I forgot what I said, but like Gary Owen laughed. Like mm-hmm. he laughed at me. So like I was like, duh. We're like comedians. <laughs> yeah. We're just laughing at each other. Like yeah, and I thought that was just so cool. Like I'll never remember I will never forget. Like I forgot what I said, but like I know when we was taking a picture, he just started laughing. He was like, You're crazy. So I was like I was like, We're native, we're native and he was like, Oh, okay. Like he had no idea what he was. Talking. <laughs> But yeah, and so like, um, so Gary Owen is one of them, like these old ones, and like Mike Epps. I've seen Mike Epps, and um, and he's a funny man. Like these people are just like these comedians are just like they're just so original, like in their own mind. Like they just have their own natural um, funniness to it, and it's so cool. And I, and that's how I always think. Like I just have to be myself, and like that. That was one of the things that you always have to pull from. It's, just, like it, you can't. You can't talk about, like, I mean, the subjects are similar, but mm-hmm. it's just the way you talk about it and the way you, you know. like Deliver it. it. Deliver it, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, It's just different. So, like, these different ones, these different comedians, it's just, like, it's funny. So, like, those are, like, right now I would have to say, like, Gary Owen, Mike Epps, and, like, Dave Chappelle. Like, they're probably my top right now. Um, I like Cat Williams. He's funny. He's a funny little man. But, yeah. like. I don't know. I um, there's a lot of different ones, and like the there's a uh, women comedians like, uh, when I talk about like the Lunell, like she was like a bigger older woman, but she was funny. Um, like this other, um, I don't have that many women comedian, female comedians that I've liked. Um, but now like I'll watch some on Netflix. Um, Taylor Tomlinson, she's another uh, comedian that I watched on Netflix. She's funny. She's a funny woman and she's actually coming into town Tulsa pretty soon. I would love to go see her, but probably not Taylor. Tell them steamies hit. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do anything right now. <laughs> no, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, like, and then, uh, there's a, there's a few more or a couple more. Um, comedians that i've just been watching on netflix like they're like they're just funny no wonder they're on netflix they're funny people
0: Mm -hmm. yeah damn yeah i grew up uh well let's see i remember deaf comedy jam Uh that was because we didn't have bet but we had like hbo somehow and i remember deaf comedy jam coming on and i didn't know what that was either i was just like i was flicking channels and i was a kid yeah and it was just like all this dirty ass like stuff they're saying and i was like. This is funny, yes, like, but you can't you like, can't repeat it though. Yeah,
1: yeah, I had to turn it down. <laughs> yeah, I got eleven thirty, eleven
0: forty-five at night. Get spanked. Yeah, <laughs> yes. what are you watching in here? Right? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's Nick at night. No. It's Disney. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: Disney midnight on. <laughs> After dark, Disney. Yes. <laughs>
1: Yes, I exactly like. I mean, it wasn't all about the cussing. It was yeah. just the way that they like their stories. Mm-hmm. Are yeah, to,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. And um, damn. Like I grew up. I remember Dave Chappelle on there, young as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like just, just a kid, pretty much. Yeah. Like he was on there, and I think Bernie Mac was on there too. Wait, well, mm-hmm. yeah, Bernie Mac. Rest and in peace, Bernie. R.I.P. Bernie. I never realized how. I remember he was funny then, but you know, like as a kid, you don't really get what, get what is... they're talking about mm-hmm. but like but when the actions and the way they yeah. were like, yeah and then they were like funny. just animated as fuck and, and I was like damn this is like pretty crazy and I was like I remember okay so I learned from this one time <laughs> I uh you know, have you watched South Park right? yes okay so my grandma bought me a VHS tape of the first and second episode of South Park And uh, I didn't tell her what it was. I barely knew what it was. But I knew it was was a cartoon. That's all I knew. And I remember she bought it from Walmart. And I went home and watched it. And it was the first one when... um, Oh, fuck. It was like the alien one where they abducted Cartman, I think. And then the second one was when I think Kyle was kicking his brother or something. Like punting him. And anyways, like Cartman calls kyle a a dildo right and so i didn't know what that was and i went to my mom and i fucking said hey mom i was like what's a dildo like (laughs) and she was like what what like like about ready to like backhand me like i didn't know what that was though like i was just like because they were saying it and i was like well what is it you know and she's like what'd you say and i was like uh dildo (laughs) like i said it again and she goes Uh, where'd you learn that from like who told you that and i was like nowhere (laughs) and then she was like no like who told you that like did somebody tell you that like at school or something i was like no i was like she's like well where'd you hear that from and i said all right like it's the vhs uh my uh, grandma got me man she took that vhs and like fucking crushed it (laughs) like
2: right along Did. with your dreams and
0: she was like don't ever ask that again like don't ever like talk like that again or something like that and uh, i'm surprised like i didn't get like the be shit on. beat out of me yeah, yeah because yeah. my mom was like hardcore but my grandma like evened her out mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. that's my baby like you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like uh she always protected me and i think she was going to but after me saying that but I think my grandma was like, "Well, he don't know like yeah, what yeah. he's saying. Yeah. Like, there's no point kids. in beating shit out of him." Like, yeah. I see, this is when we could get our asses handed uh-huh. to us. This <laughs> yeah.
1: was before uh, <laughs> people thought DHS was on speed dial. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's that's exactly it. It's funny because like uh, that's <laughs> there's a story when I was at my grandma one time, my grandma's house, and um, there was uh, a i don't know if there's a movie called sorority boys it's a movie and it's about these three man these dudes they're in college they are in um this house and they get kicked out of the house and they have to go to another house in order to like keep going to school and so they had to dress up as like these women oh i remember that yes okay and um right. these females and they were in this sorority so uh um <laughs> my one of my youngest cousins um was watching it and um him and his mom, which was my aunt, so that was my first cousin. Like, they always kind of, they didn't really see eye to eye because my grandma also raised my cousin. And so he was just, I think he had to be, like, at least probably maybe eight, eight or maybe nine, but he was watching it. And uh, there's, a there's <laughs> of course, on Sorority Boys, it's rated R. So, mm-hmm. like, um, uh, there's dildos on there and stuff. And then, like, there's this uh, part where, like, one of the dudes call the other dude, like, a big, juicy cock. He's like, you shut up, big, juicy cock. And, like, they start fighting. That's in the movie. And then one day, one morning, like, um, my aunt was, like, yelling around and she was like yelling at her kid and he just was like well he was like just leave me alone big juicy cock
0: oh shit no what did you
1: say (laughs) and i was like shocked i couldn't laugh you can't help but laugh because they're dead serious whatever whatever they said they just wanted to make you mad (laughs) He <laughs> was like, you a big juicy cock. And she kind of laughed, but then she was like, what did you say? And like, she was about to grab him, but he took a flying to my grandma's room. And then he like ran in there and jumped on their bed. And my grandma was like, what's going on? And my aunt was like, he called me a big juicy cock. <laughs>
2: <Damn>. <laughs> my grandma couldn't help
1: but laugh. She was like, what? <laughs> She's like, I don't know. That's what he called me. And then so, like, my grandma was like, quit saying that. Like, that's all she did. Quit saying (laughs) that. Like, that's a bad word. Just quit saying that. And he was all cuddled up to her. He (laughs) thought his mom was going to, well, she was. She was about to. Bring him out. But like <laughs> it was so funny. But yeah, like the grandmas, yeah, that's what they do. Yeah. Giggle and she's like, Quit saying that, boy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but yeah, like <laughs>
2: TV Damn. is
0: crazy. Movies are crazy. Oh. Well there's this other time, like my grandma saved me and Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're familiar with Baraka. You oh, know yeah. who Baraka is? Which he has one? the swords that come out of his hands yes. yeah so i mm-hmm. uh, didn't know you know what anything meant and i was doing like these karate moves in our kitchen and my mom was sitting in this chair and i was bringing my hands around and when i brought my hands around i went like that i flipped her <laughs> off i'm flipping off like right now like this is what i did like like these are swords though right in her I, face. I was pretending they were swords yeah and i went right in her face and she was like grabbed my hand, like snatched me up. And she was like, What are you doing? Where'd you learn that? And I was like, From a video game. And she's like, what game? And I was like, Baraka. <laughs> and she's Where's like she was Where like <laughs> Yeah, she was like, She's like, what? And I was like, There's swords, Mom. Like she's like, Do you know what that means? It's like, no, there's swords. Like I was flipping her off still. Like, <laughs> and then like, <laughs> Yeah, I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Man, she like let me go, and she grabbed the fucking belt. And my grandma was like, once again, like I think she was cooking or something. And she goes, Frankie, what are you doing? Stop! <laughs> like save my ass again. And she was like, He needs to learn. Like that's bad or whatever. she was like, Oh, he don't know. Like he just said there were swords. <laughs> he thought there were swords. Like he's playing around or something. Like just took up for me again, and she had to go about her business. <laughs> Like, God damn it, kids! <laughs> <laughs> Driving me crazy.
2: If I was a viewer, my oh kid I'd flip drop. Well, fine, then. <laughs> get your ass out of here. <laughs> <Dude>. Go on.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, so dang it. oh it's funny because like you don't know. Like when you're a kid, you don't understand. You don't no, get
0: it. No, I didn't know what that was. Someone
1: has to like tell you, like, don't do that. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, <laughs> don't say that. Don't yes. do that. And then, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: My son is ten. So there are plenty of moments where sometimes I'm like, boy, I don't (laughs) like, I don't know. I don't know whether to like, like I, obviously it's new, you know, they're learning. So like, you know, first time trial and error, like you don't whoop them, like you tell them about it. And so, um, there was a time that, um, I think he was watching something and, uh, he came in and asked me about it and he was like, yeah, he was like, you know that, uh, I think he was singing a song actually. I don't know. He was singing a song and he was like, yeah, it's a really good beat. So he was really like, yeah, he's really singing it. But then like when I started listening to him, he was like, I want to see some ass. <laughs> I want to see some ass. So I said like back. He was like, what? <laughs> like It was like a what? <laughs> and you know, you're just like, that's not even, that's a pest word. You know, that's yeah. a very serious. Like, don't be saying that. And he was like, well, what about ah? <laughs> <Like, laughs> he said, "What if I took the s off? What if What if I said ah?" I? I was like, you, "You can't say that either." <laughs> like, I don't know; it's not a cuss word, yeah. but you can't say it with it. Like, no. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I, it's hard to teach these kids because they be trying to go around way. You know? <laughs> edit them, edit their own version. <laughs> like, yeah, and so like, um, he asked me to sing or rap one song. He was like, "Sing this song." And I know what the song was, and I was like, okay. So I was really getting into it, and I started rapping it to him. But I started editing out the cuss words myself, and I was editing my my lyrics of the song, and he cut the music off. He said, no, say the real words. Oh, shit. <laughs> I like, you want me to cuss? He's like, yes, yeah, say it with it. <laughs> hey, if it ain't the real thing, you don't want it. <laughs> so, yeah, like, just darn kids out here, so – yeah my my kid is just as crazy like that's why i was like man i'm kind of glad i don't have to fake laugh next 18 years in my yeah, life right like, these kids are really crazy just <laughs> yeah. so now that like i'm telling him i'm like i'm just you know i'm out, i'm gonna do these open mics i'm do a little comedian and comedy stand up and my kid be like well like when he says something funny which he is he's a silly boy and when we have friends over he tries to tries to Steal the light, put his own TikTok lights up, and tries to act like he's doing things. And I'll be like, You need to calm down. Like, you know, this is adult time. I need you to go, like, you know, go play with your friends or something. And he was like, Well, I'm training to be a comedian too. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. Like, you ain't going nowhere. You were trained to clean that room first. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> yeah, like, he's serious. He's like, I'm training too. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's, he's goofy one, man, but yeah, so it's just, uh, growing up as a kid. Yeah. I remember my grandma, she saved us all the time, but, um, <laughs> I loved her. Yeah. Um, for real. Like, but like, I remember like, I'm also like, this is how I feel like I'm incorporate like my comedy as I continue to talk about myself on stage. Like my grandmama, I loved her. Like just what she did. Like, so grandma's for, they give you love, but they also give you tough love, mm. like, like she never sugarcoated anything. Like they was direct in what they're saying. And um <laughs> she used to she used to, the type of grandma that freaking threatened us with DHS. she <laughs> like, Y'all better calm down his DHS, will come get y'all real quick. <laughs> and like she always said that. My cousin be like, They're gonna come too <laughs> damn it, grandma, are you serious? You ready to let us go now? <laughs> all these years <laughs> yeah she'd be saying stuff like that like she just was side with like side smart aleck like shit yeah like it was, it was wonderful and i enjoyed it <laughs> we enjoyed that tough love like that
0: <laughs> i think mine has said that too like when she can't control us because <laughs> was always me and my cousins and <laughs> mm-hmm. i mean we were calm for the most part but some nights we get wild like yes being uh, wild and i think there were a few times where she was the only one watching us because our moms were off partying. But uh, yeah, 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 we were like with grandma. But oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 they were out having fun. But um, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so and I think there was like a few times where I think it was just the last thing she ever said, like the last straw. It was like, if you don't stop, like, yeah, we're gonna call D. Like I remember hearing DHS like a few <laughs> times, like, uh-huh. but never knew what it was. And mm-hmm. and then I think. Somebody said, I don't know who, but they said, like, yeah, they take children away from their <laughs> yes. parents.
2: Exactly. He's <laughs> scared. <laughs> that's
0: what they. That's the way they explained it, and I was like, oh, so uh, nice. whenever I heard DHS, and it was like, oh, chill out, guys. <laughs> uh-huh. That's the last <laughs> we're straw. Getting too, we're getting too crazy.
1: <laughs> yes. you, you know she's ready to we'll let drink, us go tonight. We're
0: drinking too much soda. <laughs> <laughs> Too much candy <laughs> Too much Kool-Aid now We've
2: drink half of it She just made it today <laughs> We better calm down but Calm down guys Yes But chill out
0: DHS is on the way <laughs> Yes Damn. That
1: Cadillac's about to pull up
0: <laughs> A black Cadillac uh-huh. Nice yeah. dress woman
2: <laughs>
1: With books in her arms <laughs> <laughs> About to pop up <laughs> Don't worry about no clothes Just get in Yeah just get in <laughs> Okay, worry about nothing <laughs> yeah that's why i was I like oh laugh. my god like, yeah she would always say that i do remember one time though because like um we live with my grandma we live down in the in the country and every now and then my mom would pop up but this one night was like late at night and um, we heard him arguing and like our room was closed but like i heard her heard them arguing and um I think this was had to be, like, the first time that I really started hearing her when she said, DHS. And so, like, I heard, like, uh, they were in there arguing, and then I heard my grandma, she was like, well, you need to start raising your kids. <laughs> she was like, because I'm tired, and, yeah. like, I'll call DHS and let them come take her. All of them. And, like, all I heard was, like, the door slammed. So, obviously, my mom didn't give a damn. She just slammed the door and left. But that next morning... After hearing that, and I was like, as a kid, you're like, oh, my God, like, dang, like, nobody don't want us. Like, mm-hmm. no don't want us. And yeah. Now, now we're sad. So I'm like, dang. So I remember waking up that next morning, and <clears throat> grandma was cooking breakfast. And I remember walking in there because I just had to ask her. I didn't know what she was doing. Like, are you really going to let somebody DHS take us? And I remember I was like, I came up to her, and I was really, I was just like, didn't know how to say it, but she already knew something was wrong. She was like, what's wrong? And I was like, "Um, I heard you and, you know, you in here arguing, yelling, and you said that you were going to call DHS to come take us away. And I was like, is that what you're going to do? And she was like, oh, hell, ain't nobody want (laughs) y'all. Production, like, you ain't about want y'all yeah, go on, yeah. go play. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, god, thank goodness! Woo! All right, <laughs> I remember. And I walked by, I was excited, I was a happy little Indian kid again. I was like, we staying, we get to stay. And I like walked by grandpa, and he was watching, he was in the living room with his cigarette. And I was like, Grandpa, did you hear that? And I was like, We get to stay. Grandpa had a slow flick with his cigarette, he's like, Yeah, I heard her go on. <laughs> go on then get (laughs) just go outside and it's free like i was like (laughs) we're here (laughs) that's exactly what it was i remember that moment oh my god loved us she made threatened us all the time she never dared she never called anyone except the mean aunt hey the mean aunt that came over and really yelled at us bring it here she comes (laughs) we gotta help her get her wheelchair out Uh she Mean ones that live in a wheelchair, you know. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, aunts and uncles and grandmas that too raised up uh, some old, old Indian people. Oh,
0: man, mm. <laughs> don't nobody want you? I've heard that too. Yes, nobody yeah. want y'all. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> we in the same bathing, summer bathing suit three days in a row now. Ain't nobody want that. <laughs> The country (laughs) running around.
0: Oh, fuck. (laughs) Damn. This is fun. That is awesome. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for having me on the podcast. I'm like, this is really (laughs) nice, you know?
1: get to release my trauma yeah y'all? yeah yeah
0: release it laugh yeah, no. about it
1: dhs ain't coming now this time
0: yeah yeah we're good yeah, yeah they're not really yeah <laughs> no they don't want us yes,
2: they, i know they said it's full though yeah.
0: <laughs> we're on a waiting list yes
2: we are <laughs> we've been on the
1: waiting yeah, list we're... and that rolls over to our kids yeah. <laughs> our kids are on the waiting list <laughs> somebody getting in there <laughs> <laughs> fucking fool Damn. that's so sad quit <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's Halloween night dang it yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's quit talking about kids <laughs> Jordan's Halloween now uh-huh, it's Halloween now everyone deserves candy tonight <laughs> darn it <laughs> uh, oh but my yeah God. so it was fun growing up I mean yeah. it probably doesn't sound fun but like when I talk about it like I know that when I started to try to... Like, I can't really explain, like, the tough love that, like, the Native, like, families had. Like, it wasn't always, like, you know, bright colors and stuff. And it's hard to explain, like, in a joke to, like, different venues. Because they don't get it. They think that's, like, the saddest thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, hell, I made it. I'm here. Like, it's not, it's not, like... It is sad from a point of view. But, yeah. like, when I talk about it, when I'm trying to tell you about it, like, there's more positivity in it. Like, they weren't saying mean things to be mean. They they had the best interest. And they knew, like, you can't be sad like this and you can't dwell on what just said yes last night or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, keep going, you know? That was one thing that, like, well my grandparents always made me feel like you just can't stop right here just because i was mean to you like i said Mm -hmm. something i got on to you because like growing up i know i like if some if like my grandma yelled at me like i was over yeah i cried like i was hurt just because i didn't flush the toilet i'm crying because you're yelling at me like (laughs) you telling me i need to do this and i i was a big softy But then, like, I just remember she'd be like, well, you just can't sit here, you know, crying. You got to keep going. Mm -hmm. Just do this. You know, like, it was always like, yes, I got mad at you. But now it's time to lift back up. Like, you can't just sit here and be sad, which I always did. And like you know, when you get mad, you be like, "Oh, I'll run away from this motherfucker for real." Yeah, <laughs> I've
0: had those thoughts. Oh wow! I'll, I'll freaking, yeah.
1: I'll do something really bad, and I will throw away all my clothes, and you gotta go buy me new ones. You know, stuff like that. I would oh think, my
0: god! I would I'm think of the fuck. meanest
1: things. I'd be like, I'll be so mean, but like I never <laughs> did. You know, I can't act on those uh. thoughts. But like when I talk to Grandma, she'd always be like, "You just." You just cannot let me be mean. You just can't, like, let that hold you down, you mm-hmm. know, just because I yelled at you. And so that's what grandma, that's what grandparents always made me feel like. And, you know, it's just different now because, like, you know, like, uh, like my, my mother, like, eventually she did take us in more and more, but, like, she was the disciplined one. She did, like, pfft, like, it ain't even in the handbook no more. Like, this is the type of shit you probably go to jail for. And I like she was me and so like but <clears throat> like I just don't feel like so when I seen like um and then like going to the dormitories and seeing other kids, you know, like um sometimes when I would meet other kids, like being at the dorms is where they wanted to be, just because it was hard at home and they had strict parents and as I got older and when I realized I was like, honestly, like a lot of these parents like had had us when they're like 18, 15. Yeah. Like they were kids themselves. They had no idea how to raise their own, you know? And that's why like the grandmas came in and like took over basically, but like, and like, you know, like I, uh, I used to always like just think about like, why is my mom so mean? Like she hates us. Like just can't stand us. But, like, honestly, she just didn't know how. And, like, she didn't know how. And then when I, I like, and I think, like, her childhood was kind of the same because my grandmother had them when she was little, like, young, teenage. She didn't know how to raise them, but she did the best that she could. But, like, there was always, like, there was, like, sad stories where, like, yeah, they beat her or, like mom would be like well she beat me on the time da, da, da. but then she also had funny stories where they had like good times together like getting older the older they got they basically like raised each other mm-hmm. you know and so like and that's a whole lot when i was going to the dorms i was like yeah that's like we're all in this like kids wise growing up here in this dormitory like and seeing like parents that came every now and then they were young they were very young and like that's what it was like i just feel like a lot of young parents, they didn't have that teaching to, like, how to raise children while you're still trying to be raising yourself. Like, you know, no idea. But <clears throat> I guess that's called generation trauma. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's called. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like, coming down, like, uh, like, you know, how Native families, they don't. Back in the dormitory era, like, you know, the kids being taken away from them was the most horrible thing. And, like, being alone, like, people that, you know, when they didn't have their kids, they didn't know what else to do. So, like, basically, it just built from there. Like, they were sad all the time, you know? And then when they finally broke the boarding school area or whatever, and then the kids that got to go home that they at least found their families, like, they still didn't know how to love or to give that energy of comfort anymore and I think that's like you know as I talk more about it when we as I go on in my whatever I'm doing my little hobby my comedian hobby there's always going to be like this moment where I'm like well you got to understand like there's trauma to this I mean I wouldn't want this trauma to like continue to like my kids I mean being a comedian gives me like a good enough perspective where I'm like you know like we've tried I mean we are trying we're still growing but like Now it's healthier, you know? Mm. I want it to be a healthier... um, I would want, like, all the other Native families and mothers, like, yeah, this is, like, the millennium where, like, we would want to learn to love and learn to kiss our kids and hug them and, like, be like, you're... Like, I, you know, like, me growing up, I didn't get any of that. When I did, it was from Grandma, but that was rarely because she had, like, 12 other kids living in the house. We barely had, you know, much kisses to get around, so... Grandma kissed two kids. All right, I'm done. Y'all go to bed, all y'all. <laughs> yeah. So now, like you know, so I you have to be like comfortable as a parent and be like, I'm. We we're being raised together. Like I had my kid when I was 21, so I was like, I'm still young. There goes my, there goes my free 21 life. But and now he's 10 and I'm 31. So like it's it's a good time. Like we talk. So, like, I think communication is really big. It's hard, though, um, because he's just like me when I was little. I can't even get onto him without him crying. Mm -hmm. He's a big teddy bear, big mush teddy bear. But he knows the seriousness things. And so, like, I just feel like myself and as any other native mother out there, like, we want to love our kids. We want our kids to know what love is, at least to know what love isn't,
2: you know? Mm -hmm.
1: And so, like, uh. I don't know when like a domestic violence month was. Was that last month or is it oh, this month? Yeah. It's October month. year. Yeah. So like, and that's probably like another huge thing. I mean, it is huge. It's always, you know, there's a big ass billboard says, you know, that like Creek Nation billboard says quit strangulation now. Strangulation kills like, which is true, but like, mm-hmm. dang, like they really threw us out there really, didn't they? They put a big old billboard that says strangulation was the number one. And which isn't Native American, like, it's it's really sad. Yeah. But um, as a comedian, like, I hope to, like, be able to, like, you know, just talk about growth and, like, like I was there at one time in my life and I finally was, like, something's got to give. And the only thing that's going to give myself to me is me. So – and then for me to, like, let that flow and just – Like I haven't been in a relationship in since 2000, like, I don't know, 15. Like it's just because like, I just don't feel like, you know, I just don't feel like I'm ready to try to understand the other person that's going to like try to understand me for the rest of our life, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think it's just because I'm also like traumatized from my last relationship. And so, um, as a native comedian comedian, I hope to just be like, it's okay to be single. like it's okay to take your time. it's okay to like rebuild yourself. like you're gonna be lost a few days, of course, maybe a whole month, but it it's just like one thing you have to do is like not dwell on it. And that's where I always think to myself as my grandmother, like you can't just sit there and cry just because I got onto you and like as I thought, like I can't just sit here because I was, in some type of violence like I just can't sit here and think about it like I have to keep moving and so like as I'm still moving like I'm still also finding like what my strengths really are like as a person like I like I don't want to toot my own horn but I really am fucking funny (laughs) (laughs) and I've really discovered to like I'm gonna do that like and it's not because like I don't want to, like, be cocky or anything. It's just that I just want everyone to know, like, as a Native woman coming out of different trials and tribulations, like, I've found my strengths enough to where, like, I want to keep feeding them, you know? I want to keep feeding that I am good. at. I, I can be better. I can keep going. Like, I I can meet all these different comedians and, like, meeting people in Arkansas, like, different comedians in Arkansas, like, they want me to come back out. And if I go start meeting in, like, our... Uh, People in Oklahoma City, like, I just feel like like people are going to be like, yeah, I mean, you're funny, so, like, your backstory, there's always a backstory, you know? And every comedian has those. Like, every comedian has trauma. Like, people that talk about it, like, yeah, that's trauma. But, like, the strength is finding the funniness in it and being able to, like, press that energy out to the crowd and, like... I just feel like I just have so much energy that I just can't hold it to myself anymore. It's like oozing out of me. I gotta I gotta throw it out there. Like I don't know. And then so like seeing so when I see a crowd and I'm talking about my, you know, different pieces of my background, like they think it's like it's serious. Like I could see their faces when I start getting to like a serious point and like their their smiles go down. And they're like, oh man, that's really serious. And then, like, I say some bullshit, and they're like, God damn, yeah, that's exactly what it is. That's what it is. Like, that's okay. Like, I I would rather y'all laugh at that because, like, that's serious. And, like, the funniness is the most honest. honest. And and it's just somehow funny because, like, that was – that happened long ago. That's just where I came from. But, like, for myself, like, I like to keep stepping on steps for myself. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. not – gonna be stuck in one place i don't want to and i wouldn't want anybody else to feel that way so as i continue and talk about like me being native and i'm a common comedian like it's it's like starting to fill out as a pretty good platform and as i continue to hit like i want to hit more co- like native communities to talk about like I mean, I don't wanna be somebody was like so like a positive role model, I was like, no, that's a big no. Like I don't see myself as a positive role model because you probably gonna see me at VFW slumped somewhere. <laughs> 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 yes, that you ain't gonna I'm I am do wanna be a positive role model. I just wanna let you know that you good and you can keep going, you know? Mm-hmm. Don't look at me, hey. <laughs> Don't look at me, god dang it. (laughs) I got two different earrings on. Don't look over here.
0: (laughs) Two different socks on. I got two
1: different socks on. Still got my maternity bra on. Don't look over here. (laughs) Don't look over here. Dang. But (laughs) yeah, so like I I think it's I feel good about it when I say it. Like and I don't want and like I and when I like just talk about like when I continue, like I can keep going, but I don't want to take up like three hours. and keep. I don't want to keep talking about it, but like my friends, like people think that I'm like cocky and I think they probably think that I'm just like, oh, well, she just thinks that she just has this, whatever, la, la, la. And I'm like, I really don't, dude. Like I'm in this, like we're in the same place, like yeah. as native people, like we're in the same area, like. I'm not any better than you going to work as well as me going to work. And I think it's just where like people have to find what they like to do, what they like to do besides, I don't know, besides bullshitting around. Like there's just things, there's talents inside you that you have no idea. Like if you want to be be like he (laughs) will be a lot. There's a lot of beaters out there. You're very artistic. Yeah. Um, that's a hard thing to do too yeah beating yeah yeah i've yeah. I I been watching have the patience. and i'm like i know that in art one my medallion looked like fish eggs because you know they're supposed to like lay flat on like medallions like when you beat them they're flat
2: mm-hmm.
1: so when i was at sequoia taking art one i remember like beating and my shit was fucked up i was like god damn this is, they're stacking they're supposed to stack. And my teacher was like, No, you're pulling them. She was like, Explain that they're supposed to be flat, like a flat medallion. You've seen beaded medallions. Mm-hmm. But when you first learn and you're trying to learn, like my whole beads were starting to stack them. They look like fish eggs. And I was mm. like, I can't do this shit. I'm not artistic. I'm not physically artistic at all. But growing up, I'm like, I have an artistic mind. Yeah. Like I can tell you what kind of like hoi hoy skirt I want or ceremonial skirt I want like I've always had great ideas and when you come out with it like people are gonna be like god damn this is a really nice skirt here mm-hmm. you know I just like I just can't do it myself I can't I'm not physically talented with my hands but after midnight hey. <laughs> <laughs> i was kidding <laughs> oh, I have a creative mind <laughs> But, no, so, like, I think, yeah, like, everyone has their strengths and, like, that's more good to focus on. <laughs> Russell's cracking up. <laughs> I just had to throw it out there, man. <laughs> so, keep you know. looking at this like it's something. <laughs> keep looking at this a little so water. One last shot. Something. Just kidding. No.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Take it like
2: it's a shot.
0: <laughs> Damn. Uh, What's your, um, well, I was going to ask you, um. Your name JI. What where does that come from?
1: Um, funny story. Uh, so when I started, uh, well, when I was at a uh, school at Ufala, um, I started watching basketball because like we had the girls' TV room up and there'd be basketball games on. Obviously, like mm-hmm. the NBA. And my biggest player that I loved to watch was Allen Iverson. He was so like he was the talk because like he was so smooth with everything. Like. And when I watched him play, and I'd be like, "That's a, that's a very good, confident man right there. Like he's he's the littlest one out there, but he's like balling." And I'd be like, "Iverson. And Iverson was like a different name, and I liked it. And I just like Allen Iverson, and so I started calling myself Jay Iverson. And I was like Jay Iverson, and I'd write it on my CDs that I bought, and like, and so one time I was at school, and the we was in class, and like one of the teachers, uh, he was passing out our homework. And I put my name, I put Jay Iverson on there. And then I didn't know he was going to, and then he was like, oh, wait. He said, I actually need these back after you're done. And I forgot that I had put my name on that, well, Jay Iverson on that. And he picked them back up, and then he was going to pass them back out. So he was saying everybody's name, and I was like, oh, my God, fuck oh my god I got nervous because I was like I didn't even put my name I put Jay Iverson on there and then he gonna be like who is I was like god dang it and like I got so embarrassed for a minute because we were in school in middle school I was like had to be seventh grade and he was like who is Jay Iverson and then some of these boys started laughing they're like who and I was like god damn it and I stood up, I was like, that's mine. And he was like, when'd you have a name change, y'all? Like? <laughs> and I was like, God dang it. I was like, um, that's just like my little nickname. And then like, and I remember like one of these boys from, he was from, you follow dorms. He was like, Jay Iverson. <laughs> like, of course, leave it to them to start talking shit. And I was like, no, hey, yes, <laughs> but no. And I just remember that was my first time. I was just like, Jay Iverson. Like, I don't know. Like, I it always stuck. But then as I got older, like, uh, J Iverson, I kind of got to like cut it down because I mean, Iverson, that's not my name obviously. Mm -hmm. So like, if I really came to it, like, uh, people just start calling me like J.I. They cut it off for me. Like J.I. J.I. and like J.I. just started sounding like, okay, yeah, that's right. And it's J.I. like not J. Iverson. So I've like morphed into like Mm J.I. and like, i was i usually just stick to j.i like on my comedian like stand-up or stage name um but then like i started saying jordan j.i so like it kind of just like started hitting better like jordan j.i like not just Mm j.i like one time somebody was like j.i and i just don't like I've worked 10 years on that name, dude. Don't be looking at me <laughs> like I just said it. Like, J.I., yes, it's J.I. But then um, somebody was like, yeah, like, you know, like, some of them, they'll be like, welcome to the stage, Jordan J.I. And I'm like, Jordan J.I.? Uh, Jordan J., Jordan J.I., J.I., Jordan. Like, it's just all, that's just many of personalities that I have. So it's just flowing together. And so, like, yeah, like, J.I., I love J.I. Um, that's the wild—not the wild part of me, but like, well, people say, like, like Beyonce, like, if, when she gets on stage, they call her Sasha Fierce. Like, mm. that's her. Um, mm. What would you alter call ego? Her? Yes. Yeah. So like, I feel like when I get on stage, like JI is my alter ego, and I just like kind of flip into like, this is who I am. You know that mm-hmm. that type of feeling. So, like, when somebody was like, well, who's Jordan? I'd be like, Jordan is this very humble country girl that I've oh, – like, I've always been quiet. So, like, I just feel like I, I, I'm me, but yet, like, I also have an inner me that's just a completely 180. So when, like, when people meet me, like, I'm just – I seem quiet. Like, um, sometimes I just don't feel like, you know, I don't feel like bringing J.I. out. She's tiring sometimes. <laughs> like, I can barely <laughs> stand her, too. Like, i rather just, like, chill and hang out and, like, you know, just talk or whatever. But, like, J.I. is, like, a whole, is a whole enough level that I enjoy. Like, I can definitely, like, click it. Like, but they, like, come together. So, like, it's, I mean, it may sound like I got a personality <laughs> disability, but it's not. Like you have to like have like these different inner strengths in you that like I can connect to like Jordan. So like Jordan J I is just really it's really goes. So that's how it's been. And I and I feel good about it when I when I say it. And when people like, you know, some people will be like J I and I'm like sometimes I'm like should I turn around? <laughs> do the how do they know me? Like how do they know JI. I'm too afraid to like look around and be be my mom. Shit. <laughs> she she sometimes be trying to play around. Well, what you gonna do, JI? I'm like, girl, get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. But yeah, so it just it sounds good. Yeah. It's going good. It's flowing. So yeah. I like it.
0: Okay. Jordan J I. Yeah, well. When I think I seen a flyer it said Jordan J.I., I. I just didn't know what J.I., but as mm-hmm. soon as you said NBA, I knew A.I., yes uh, Allen Iverson, so I was like, okay, I know where this is going. He was a very <laughs> cool player. Yes. Everybody loved Allen Iverson. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. he was, even the Sixers had a badass, like, logo, mm-hmm. and everybody would rock their shit, and it was always the his stuff. Is my favorite. The white jerseys were really cool. It was just, I love the logo, like, Sixers, and it had, like, a star in it, I think. Yeah. Like yeah. It was,
1: it was, like, a flowing star, like, with the 76ers, and it, like, flew, like,
0: it was yeah. yeah. And he just fit right in with that whole, mm-hmm. like, I guess, it was him, like, yeah. it was so weird how it was, like, just, was it was, like, made different. for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that mm-hmm. team was made for him, and and I remember, like, I didn't... I remember watching him, but I just wasn't a big fan of basketball, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'll watch like highlights now. And I was like, this guy was fucking incredible Like mm-hmm. for a smaller player. Yes. just
1: Yeah. And that was the main thing that they were like, oh, he's like, what? Five, eight. Yeah. And like, like five, eight, five, nine. And like he, he stood out because he had like ball handles mm-hmm. and like he was like freaking breaking ankles out there and. And I enjoyed that. That was like the energy that you like to watch when you watch people. And it's just like, dang, that's nice. So I always felt that. I was like, AI, yeah, he had shoes out. Yeah. Here's, a funny, here's a funny story. He had shoes out and I begged my mother, I was like, please give me some AIs, please. And she was like, oh. and she was like, well, ask your grandpa, which is her dad. And I'd be like, Grandpa, can you give me some AIs, please? And he was like, all right, all right, I'll get you some. I'm like, oh, thank God. And this was like me being at the dorm. So he was like, I'll mail them to you because, you know, he was, I'm not going to bring them, I'll mail them to you. And I was like, yay. So I was excited. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm getting some AIs. Then it came in the mail and I went to my room and I ripped that open. I was like, what's ACES, A-Z-I-Z, A-S-I-S, what is
0: Oh, those sixes.
1: Yes. I said, what the fuck are these? And I opened them and they look like old workout <laughs> shoes. And I said, Grandpa, ugh. I was so mad. I just stood, I stared at them for about 30 minutes. I said, I can't wear these.
0: Oh, no. I
1: am, I am at the dorm full with all these kids that are going to laugh at me. Like, Native kids laugh at Native kids. Yeah. Of, yeah. Like, attire. <laughs> Like especially them up like shoes were a big one, and I was like, oh my god! And I, t- I'm like, my grandpa called and he was like, you like them? And I was like, they're not Allen Iverson's. I like, That's not. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Like- my grandpa would be like, those, dang- those shoes cost like hundreds some. And he was like, I- those are nice. And I was like, he's just. I was like, you know what? I'm humbled enough to <laughs> at least just settle with him. I needed some shoes, but dang. <laughs> Oh yeah, I rocked them A6 out. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I rocked them out cuz I knew that like as like I never I didn't really tie my shoes. Like I didn't tie them, you know? How people just tie them on the side like your shoe, your shoe strings on the side and just let them mm, loose. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, I just rocked them like that. And, like, honestly, it came out, people were like, those are nice shoes. I mean, I was like, heck, yeah, look at them.
0: Hey,
1: <laughs> $20, <laughs> $12 right here. <laughs> I
0: know, right? Yeah, so I
1: was like, shoot, back then, I guess that was the brand that was the cheap Walmart brand. So <laughs> Grandpa did his best. I like, damn, uh, I was very upset. But I did rock them shoes forever, for a really long time.
0: I could yeah. just see him like ai's and then asics and he's like hmm which which one are they getting? digging in his wallet grabs that asics i think this is it yeah
2: really
1: <laughs> with all the different lines on them that crossed every which way like blue they were blue yellow gray and like i was just like god dang it grandpa <laughs> like, did you, would you have your glasses on when you're picking these out <laughs> Um, I was upset, but like, fuck. it was just one of the moments where, like, I, just, fine, fine. And then when I really started wearing them, like, people was like, oh, dang, all right, where'd you get those? I was like, I don't know. I think AI made them. <laughs> I think they're like half off his brain. Side shoe. Yeah, yeah. 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 The, the first one, spin off shoe. The, the draft that he didn't want. <laughs> that for sure. Oh, shit. But yeah, like, AI, oh, he was wonderful.
0: yeah he was he
1: was
0: dope Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. damn isn't he with ice cube now or no wasn't he with that big three
1: he was yes and he came to tulsa i was there one time was you man uh he didn't play i
0: don't think though
1: i don't somebody said he wasn't there yeah i think he he was a part of he was on the team but he didn't get to play or something but i wanted to come see him that would have been my first time seeing him and I just wanted to be starstruck, even if I was in a nosebleed section, looking at the top of his head. I didn't care like that. But I didn't. I missed it, man. So maybe in the future I can meet him one day.
0: You will. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be at one of your shows.
1: Oh, man. Then I'll be like, come back to Okie Podcast. I'm the Allen Iverson. <laughs> he's got bigger bags than I do under my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Anywhere six <Asics. laughs> Anywhere
0: <Asics>. <laughs> <laughs> Just love Never like guess, what yes. <laughs> guess what he is wearing. Yes.
2: Guess
0: what he is wearing. Oh, Damn. that's so funny. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. I really enjoyed this. This was a lot of fun. Please come back. Oh, be fun. Whenever you want. Um, if you got some stuff going on or just want to come on and just bullshit, like just One come on talents. for real. Like mm-hmm. I love this. I love just letting loose and just fucking having some the laughs energy. and getting yes. to know you too. Like more you yes, know getting to know yes, you more there's and more, uh, there's
1: a there's whole lot more scary more sometimes yeah. hey. <laughs> but um i also want to talk about like my show like i'm having my first well yeah get
0: all your get all your socials out there yes yeah, so
1: like follow me on instagram jordan underscore j i underscore brown that's my instagram um follow me on there facebook you can follow me brown jordan um i don't know about facebook sometimes i mean that's where the biggest things are everyone that's where everyone is but sometimes like i just don't want to mess with it probably because they fraud me one time hey (laughs) i bought something on there and it was fake oh really yes and i don't want that's another story whoa but um but now like yeah so follow me on those uh social medias um I have a show coming up. Um, this is gonna be my first. I it's my first annual. I said first annual comedy showcase. So the difference between like a show and a showcase is that a showcase has like at least eight comedians, up like different comedians that no one's like really. And these are like new. Like they haven't been to Tahlequah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm excited because I also have like a co-host, uh, Ryan Chastain, aka Roscoe shout out to him um we talked about this and we got it together finally so like november 6th at seven o'clock in Tahlequah, oklahoma dwayne's place is jordan j.i's first annual comedy showcase and i got like eight to nine comedians coming up and it's right after it's on um nsu is that's their last home game Mm -hmm. um in the afternoon time so i'm hoping that like uh to go down there and pass out some flyers and just like just bring everyone in man like like a room full of funny people like these are funny comedians and i've enjoyed working with them and jordan watching them meeting different comedians as i go along different venues and like networking and it's been really fun so like for all these comedians to come to my show and it's just been really cool like they like they like Tahlequah, and like um i'd be like yeah that's that cherokee Res down there they'd be like huh <laughs> be like, oh, you gonna know more about it you have no idea you working for you working with a native now, like, now i'm your supervisor <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I kidding, but like yes, like they they love Tahlequah. They love Dwayne's. Um Dwayne's place and um it's going to be fun, man. That's um that's November 6th. Um that's yeah. And then like also Indian Elvis on the Rez is next Tuesday. Um that's going to be a lot of fun. Um I told Norris I'll dress up, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I might just Oh, here he comes. Yeah. So that's, that's next Tuesday. Oh, uh, <laughs> no. No. But yeah. Uh, so it's going to be fun. And like I, Dwayne's is letting, like, they're letting me just keep going. Like I'm really happy that they're able to be like, this is your baby. Like this is yours. Like we're just, we're just the venue. And I'm like, man, that's cool. Like, I never, I didn't know I'm a producer. That's basically what it is. Like, that's the title. Like I'm a producer of my show. And I what I, I, I mean, I wasn't lying when I said that I was thinking about I can produce a show out of these Indian community centers. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, not charge a fee just because, like, I don't expect everyone to try to, like, rush to the door. But, like, if it goes good, maybe we can do another one, you know? Maybe, yeah. maybe I can actually charge, like, $2 or something, you know? Not something really heavy. Like, I I really didn't expect to come out and just, like, say I'm going to make money. Like I yeah, never yeah. did not expect that. I just wanted, I just wanted to bullshit. Like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just wanted to talk and like you know talk about funny things. And so like um yeah, so I'm really excited. Like uh, 2022. Like um I've already got like two people wanting me to be back on their shows in 2022, and uh, it's exciting. Like they're still coming, and it's there's still more, more out there. Um, my grandpa did say he went to Chicago recently, and there's an all-native venue. I don't know what he, I forgot what it was called, but he was like, oh, yeah, there's this all-native show in Chicago. He was like, and all each of these natives were, like, outside of South Dakota, like, these different, uh, Colorado, like, these different reservations, and, like, they had one comedian out of each one. He was like, and, and he's like... As a really they had a lot he was like yeah they had like a lot of the states a lot of different native people he said but there wasn't one from oklahoma on there i was like shit say less man. yeah right <laughs> that's, that's a move that's yeah, a move i would love to like try to make my way towards that way mm-hmm. um but yeah so those are like the future things i'm excited for but that's the show though that's that's happening november 6th
0: yeah that well like bringing it here like to some venues that'd be interesting too yes. um
1: like, all natives coming out of state to come in here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or just lovely.
0: local. If, because I don't know any local. Like, I don't right? know. I know you, and I have to think right. of local. Like, um. but we can talk about that later. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I'd be down to help with that if you want. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like if that. you want. I mean, I know it's your thing, but I, I'd be willing to help, too.
1: I need, like, I would like to set up, when I set up big shows, like, I would like to set up a show where, like, it's filmed. Mm-hmm. Do, uh, filmed enough to, like, the people that can't get out or don't want to get out, you know, like, the commun- native communities that are, like, eh, mm-hmm. you know, like, I'll watch it on TV. Yeah. Yeah, like, I would love to have, like, a set like that. Like, I would love to have somebody come out and, like, even, like, um, when I hit these open mics, like, a lot of people are asking me, like, you know, where are you going next? And, like, I'm hitting these mics up, but, like, the what the one that y'all came to, like, there was a, mm-hmm. there was a filmmaker there. Oh, this yeah. guy. i seen him, yeah the one of the guys, uh, Castro, shout out to another comedian Castro X, I believe. He has a YouTube and that was his guy. He was filming like the, his set, but he was also filming everyone's set too. But like, you know, just something like simple like that. You can come out and like film my set and that way I can put it on YouTube mm-hmm. or even on like different podcasts for people to like YouTube me and be like, Oh yeah. yeah. That's what it is. Like, you know, and it's not I mean like I when I talk about jokes, like they're not the same. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't feel like me saying the same joke after three times like I'm not even making myself laugh anymore. now it's not fun, you know like mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be a robot like I I'm not the best, but like I'm like I can incorporate what just happened earlier you know like that's a mm-hmm. joke and at its best like I can you know say different things and talk about different things because there's just so much that. I feel like I have to not say but there's just so much that I know that I can't say and and like as I keep going like it's just like it's starting to like be really fun and like like I said like I had really no intentions of like just saying oh I'm just going to make money and try to be famous like that's not what this business or <laughs> this I think of it as a hobby and I like it and I want to like just be good at it and then like the more that I feel that way like obviously other comedians and like producers are looking at me like yeah yeah
2: that's it
1: like that's just what you know and so like like i said i don't want to be cocky or anything but like like being a native comedian like i feel good about it and i feel like there are more native comedians that they just don't think that they can write down like there's a dude like i was telling josh from Tahlequah, josh he's funny yeah he he just like hits jokes like punch lines and we're cracking up and i'm like dude like you gotta come to some open mics and he's like no i could never but then he was like but if i knew how to write it out and hit the punchline, he said i could probably do that. I's like yes that's exactly what it is you just write it out you have to like I mean, there's obviously got to learn, like, how to set it up. That's what my yeah. that's I had to learn to do. You have to learn how to set up your, um, your joke and then, like, hit the punchline after. And, like, I know people can do that. It's all about just, like, you know, you ain't got nothing else to do. So write out your yeah. jokes and just, you know, try it out. Like, that's what open mic is all about. That's what I'm hoping to do, like, down there or, like, maybe move it up here, like, hosting open mics. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. So that way I can tell, like, the Native community, just come on out. Just... Coming out to the open mics. I don't know if I could do it at a bar because I feel like the open mics I, got to, I go to have specials, and that's what weighing me down. I'm like two dollar margaritas. Shit, I'm going. <laughs> I'm going. I didn't even know if I was gonna sign up or not, but I'm definitely going to that special on Tuesday. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> but yes, it'd be fun. Like I encourage it. Like, and I hope to like inspire. I hope to like hit people that think like I. I didn't think that I could be funny, but If you're laughing at yourself, you're funny. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's just not like cheesy. It's just like an adult funny. Like, it's just you're just basically telling about your trauma and turning it into funny. That's what it is. It's good though.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But thank you for having me. This is really fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No problem. Um, we'll work out something. I'd love to just film you. Just get your shit out there and shit. Like it won't. I I wanted to go to the sixth, November sixth, but I got that film fest going on. Yeah. But definitely, uh I'll give you my card and stuff and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, let's uh let's work. Uh, I'm here to work. Um
1: and network. Yeah, network yes. and work
0: and like get our stuff out there. Mm-hmm. You know, like I mean, like you said, like it's not it's not about money, it's about pushing each other forward yeah. with what the fuck we wanna do. Yes. And I mean, like, that's the only way we're gonna do is we just keep pushing yeah. pushing ourselves and each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So shining I'm, light. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: And like in the areas in the most gray areas that no one would even expect anybody funny coming off yeah. Muskogee reservation, like Cherokee reservation. Like, you know, when people think of it, it's like, Oh, well, that's all sad over there. Like, no, we're laughing over here. And mm-hmm. like, you know, when you shine light on something, it's like, Oh, me next listen, you know? And then people want to see it because mm-hmm. it's funny. It's like, it, it's good. And that's exactly what I want. Push people forward. Like let's let's motivate. Let's go.
0: Yeah. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's go be great. Yes. As YK said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah. Um yeah, let's uh let's work something out. Um I'd love to fucking go live or just like just record it and then mm-hmm. just color correct it and fucking push it out. Like yeah, yes. I'd love to do that. I mm-hmm. would I'd would really love to do that. Just doesn't have to be every show just every show like i can make it happen mm-hmm. so let's let's for real like i'm down for that yes that'd be wonderful um, that'd
1: be wonderful because yeah. like i have a youtube page oh my youtube page is Ji. okay and so that's another thing like i don't have many videos up because like i have one about two good videos and like because like there's always somebody that i'll be like can you record me mm-hmm. like, oh yeah sure but like, you know, I don't have any good ones, really. But like, I've noticed like starting like um, I've I've went from like 20 views to like my latest video, which was back in April that I posted. Um, it went from like 20 views to like 87 views. So I'm nice. pretty excited about that.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited about those views. And it's just going to keep going. Like, mm-hmm. and I haven't checked it recently. So if it hits 100, I'm going to be like, woo. <laughs> <laughs> Look at it. Look at your girl. <laughs> 100 views on YouTube. <laughs> that is uh, that's an accomplishment. It you is. Know? Yeah. yeah. It is. So it's nice. It's fun.
0: Yeah. So, for real, everybody go check out Jordan J.I. YouTube channel. Subscribe. Get those yes. views up. Mm-hmm. Let's get them up to 100. <laughs> over 100.
1: Let's get to 120.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah. So, go check that out. Uh, if you can, go check out her show, November 6th and Telequal. And... um. Check out Instagram, Facebook, all of that. Go follow her. Make sure you keep up with her. Uh, we're gonna be on Indian Elvis on the Res November second. Uh, by the time this comes out, it's a day after that. So thanks for showing up. If yes. you showed up, yeah, thank you. Uh, shout out to Norris Streetman, Michael Loman, our homie Daniel Warrior, myself, JI. We're all gonna be on there having a good time. Or we had we were all we were on there having a good time. So. Mm-hmm. This is future Russell talking. Uh, I'm out of here again. Um, but so, yeah, thanks again for coming on, thank Jordan. You, thank you. This was awesome. For real. You're welcome back anytime. Yes. And if you're not subscribed to Okie Podcast, please do that. It's available everywhere. Apple, Spotify, Audible, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music. Man, it's everywhere. I'd say Google it and you could find it. Uh, go add my personal Facebook, Russell Sunny. Goal, if you'd like. Uh, my Instagrams are Rustamus49 and Podcast one word And subscribe to the YouTube YouTube channel, OkiePodcast. Uh, Video is fucking up right now. So I'll probably just put the Zoom videos up. But yeah, um, thanks again. I appreciate it. Uh, till next time, everybody. Peace.